0: Welcome back to the We Valiant Few podcast. I am one of your hosts,
1: Slapshot. Crossfire's here. Raptor. Hi, I'm Blackbeard. And we have, a, is back.
0: Yeah, we have a special guest on tour. was featured in season one sometime yonder ago. It was like episode. I think two it was I think
1: the third, it the third it and it fourth was the, podcast. Or, yeah, third, yeah, or it was and fourth, four, right? Yeah. I just yeah. want to know, on tour, how was your off? on retrieving Raptor.
2: <laughs> oh, it was, it was tough, man. You know how our, our grandparents always said they had to walk uphill both ways to get to school and basically fight a war? Yeah. That, yeah. that literally <laughs> happened. <well>, He's <Yeah. laughs> pretty
1: unscathed, so you're quite the warrior. Oh, thanks. Yeah, to thanks, Blackbeard. any of our
0: listeners <laughs> that like to listen to podcasts out of order like some sort of psychopath, um, <laughs> last episode, Raptor was MIA, and we hired Ontor as a private contract to go retrieve him, and he didn't fairly good job, I'd say. Raptor. got him back Yeah, How are you feeling today, Raptor? I don't even know what's going on.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You guys feel?
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. Ever since that day. (laughs) And back to our regularly scheduled program. (laughs) Since last week, Raptor was MIA, uh, we're getting caught up. Last week, we did some current events. This week, we have some more current events. And also, we're going to continue with our preparation for... Being prepared. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. I, th- I
4: think doing the current event, like, segment at the beginning of the podcast is, a, is just a good tie to what's going on, you know? I mean, we can take we can take whatever you talk about and talk about in any order, but I think it helps tie things into what's going
2: on and why it's important, you know? Current events are just fun to talk about. I wouldn't say fun. Well, not
0: fun. <laughs> Definitely not always fun. Not always fun, but good to talk about. And there's a, there's a lot of podcasts out there that just kind of... <clears throat>
3: Revert Or like, just ignore, like, actual current events or anything, really. I mean, the, the stuff that they actually talk about may be um, pertinent, but they don't really talk about... We don't just want to... The nitty-gritty
1: of yeah. it.
0: Yeah, we don't want to just regurgitate current events, but we also want to take the current events and apply what we're talking about to those events and why it all makes sense. So, uh, without further ado, uh, Raptor, would you like to kick it off with the current events?
3: Um, well... Biden, Joe Biden, Mr. President, Joe Biden is now your president. Uh, How does that make everyone feel? Cue the Russian national anthem. Well, he he is our he
2: is our president now.
1: I respect the the whole fact that you know he is the president. Respect the rank, (laughs) yeah. Respect the rank. Respect respect the title, not the person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's just my personal opinion. You know, I don't. We particularly like the guy or his administration right now, yeah. but, you know. That's just how it goes. Maybe maybe he won't bend to the mob. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. All,
2: all we can really hope for with him is that we want him to do a good job because we don't want to see our nation fail. And he's so off to a it. great we start. Yes, he nation. is off to a great start. We'll get into that Yeah, sooner. we'll
4: get
0: into that. <laughs> we don't want to see our nation fail even more.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hope yeah. for the best, prepare for the worst.
0: Yeah. Am I proud of how he got to his current title? I don't know because that's still very up uh in the air as how questionably ethical he might have gotten there for legal
2: legal reasons break out the tinfoil
3: caps
0: boys (laughs) i actually uh i I watched the whole
2: inauguration while i was at work and uh i i actually liked his speech that he gave how believable it is the realistic part of me didn't believe a single bit of it but i actually did like what he had to say about how we should all come together as americans and unify but of course that's going to be harder than uh what anyone can really make it out to be i actually did like what he said but it's not very believable
3: i mean it's, uh, it's sentiment anyone yeah. can say a nice sentiment
2: yeah
4: actions speak louder than words so, in yeah ways. so do you know what um this is a, this is a good like side thing here
2: so a con artist do you know what con
4: <laughs> do you know oh. what con well, stands course. for what's con oh, co- stand for
2: well con artists are tricksters
4: yeah but do you know what the con is a shorthand for confidence confidence so a con artist is somebody who's really good at inspiring confidence in others and then mm-hmm. taking advantage of that. I'll just mm-hmm. leave that on the yeah.
2: table. I don't know yeah.
3: if I believe that to be him.
2: Yeah, like uh, a, like I said, I like. I the mean, speech. he's a face don't for
3: a movement or for an ideology. He is nothing more than a face.
1: I get that. Like the whole, he's a figurehead, and. God, we're going down this rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> God. yeah. Uh, yeah we could right. Talk about this all day. But
4: Trump. But Trump was too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. In a, in a different way though. In a total different
3: because way. But he was still a figurehead for a movement. Yeah. I agree. Or populist is
4: the I think word we're looking. Populist would be the yes. word I would use. Yes. Yes, sir. But there's different types of populists too. Yeah. Because like AOC's a populist. Yes, she mm-hmm. is. So it's
0: Bernie Sanders.
4: You know, crazy. he's crazy here. He's a populist. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't agree with them, but they are. Sorry, so elaborate on his executive orders. Oh, the 17 yeah,
4: executive orders that were signed yesterday. I'd that. like to
0: hear more about those because I like to fall behind in my current events. I like to get it from you guys. We can start right <laughs> off with
2: the uh, canceling of the Keystone Pipeline project. Yeah, yeah. And that no, for sure is happening. Yeah, right
3: and now yes. Canada suing yes. us. Yeah. What really? Yeah, yes. because they were part of it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, well, th- there was contracts. The pipeline goes yeah.
2: through Canada
0: and. It's mid
2: Midwest yeah, it United jobs, States, right? Yeah. Yes, it was yes. giving
3: jobs to ca- Canadians and Americans. Mm-hmm.
0: But that makes sense. If it goes so, our
3: diplomacy that to yeah. is
1: doing very well right now. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, I mean, Canada isn't anything to be super happy about because some um, Trudeau is basically a freaking tyrant dictator. <laughs> but mm-hmm. well played, sir. Regardless,
4: this is definitely a good website. Look at that man there. Working hard at work. Yeah, let's see if I can
3: pull up. Uh, uh, did he do a mask mandate? No, he no, So he, his
2: mask mandate is for federal institutions. Okay. Yeah, so do you know he, that for a fact. He yes. basically
3: memed everyone yeah. in the.
2: He basically, country. He basically, uh, put up put into place a rule that's basically already there. Yeah, well, it, <laughs> it basically.
4: So we're just going down with the order here on the website. Um, yeah, so he put in the national mask mandate on federal grounds because mm-hmm. it even says right here it would likely fall a legal challenge. That's because, I mean, if you go back to our 10th Amendment one, it's not possible to do that because the federal government only has jurisdiction on federal property. That's kind of like the same idea why Trump just couldn't call in the National Guard to go into Portland because he didn't have jurisdiction over It was over only that. the federal oh, building, On the federal so. building because that was federally owned. Right. That's why the um, you know, probably, well, probably the governor um, would have to call it and I think would be the most I think that's the right step, right? But, um, so that's why it has to be done on federal grounds. Uh, immigration. Let's see here. Deferred action for childhood arrivals. Um, he went through this thing. Basically, it's going to create a path to citizenship for a bunch of immigrants. I heard like a million, roughly. Mm-hmm. So. Oh my lord. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. kind of a couple. Uh, it also does. Uh, oh, this is this is the one I really thought was cool. They are ex- they're <clears throat> removing Trump's order to count. Uh, non citizens to not count non citizens in the census, so they're going to be counting illegal immigrants in the census. So it's going to change how, uh, like the jurisdictions, the voting, are, yeah. yeah, the voting jurisdictions and the oh, and representation districts mm-hmm. are going to be uh, be changed.
0: Wait, 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 wait. So does that mean illegal immigrants can vote? Well, it doesn't no, mean they can. They're vote, They're used they just to count it. towards the population.
2: So yeah. yeah so okay, districts are
3: defined by the population. So a representative has a certain population group, and now okay, okay, they don't, okay. that can very much change lines. And basically, just give more of a majority. Oh, it one hundred percent will change lines, for
4: sure. Um, totally.
0: Okay, I get it now. So okay.
4: he also um, ended the Muslim ban, which it, it's not. It, so if anybody looks into it, it wasn't really a Muslim ban. It was banning people from countries that were like some of the largest uh, sponsors of like state-sponsored terrorism, mm-hmm. like Syria, Iran, Iraq, the countries that you know <coughs> back the terrorist attacks and stuff like that. So it was a ban. It was a ban on people coming from those countries, but everybody. Rudolph it off as a racist thing, um,
0: and of course, where we're pulling our our information from is a rather left news source. So of course, they're going to say a the New Muslim. York Times, yeah. This is on yeah. the New York Times. Yeah, so of course, they're going to say a Muslim ban to yeah. make it sound
2: worse. Yeah, than but it really like I said, was. if you
3: look into it, it's that's not what it was at all. Which just being able to th- this here's a good thing to tie into. Like you can read left wing news media, but you also you have to be able to like. Break it down. Break it yeah. down and like dig through the the opinion and the pull bullshit the out of it. Yeah, yeah I, d- I dug through
4: all these executive orders in detail last night. These are, I mean, other than these couple tidbits, I'm adding, they're relatively accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, I did find it cool that the White House's website was totally down for anything like executive order because hmm. apparently each president changes the website.
2: Yeah, actually, like right after the inauguration, I just went on WhiteHouse.gov just to see what was already. It was all there. screwed up. Yeah, it, it's just like there were like three tabs. You could click on you could click on the the executive office and see all the new, you know, all the new figureheads that we have in there. And then there's a tab for COVID that explains what they want to do with COVID. And uh, pol- there's like a thing for policies.
0: Yeah, that's about all. I saw There were three too. tabs for it probably because President Biden... Oh, God, he's President Biden. Uh, I'm surprised <laughs> I'm surprised that. President Biden doesn't know how to use a computer. I mean, not well, surprised. Well, it's not him setting it up. It's it's his team. It's, team yeah, staff. His he's intern. He probably doesn't know how to
3: use a computer. They're interns, man. <laughs> I don't think they're interns. You need to have a bit more of a clearance to, <laughs> <laughs> to do that. So, next thing was uh, he halted
4: construction of the border wall uh, with Mexico, which... Includes an immediate termination of the National Emergency Declaration and allowed Trump administration to redirect billions of dollars to the wall. So, I just love that we can spend nine, or one or what's it, like three trillion dollars on a stimulus where there's hundreds of millions of dollars going overseas and we can't spend, what, five billion on a border wall?
3: Let's also talk about the fact that uh, the inauguration had uh, more troops in D.C. than were present during the Civil War.
4: Yeah. Uh, Twenty five thousand. <laughs> I heard. I heard. Um, that's the lowest one. Actually, I heard yeah. it's. It could be anywhere up to like sixty. And not 000. only that, we,
3: we we kind of spit in the face of the military by, um, t- like the stupid the the betting stuff. The, the vetting betting stuff. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah they're like, oh, well, we see that part of it was primarily used for military bases, so
3: um, that's a bad thing. Yeah, because uh, most military men. Or, or, white men basically is the, the thing. So they're a threat, but that's a whole great thing about unity, you know.
4: Yeah. So the whole border wall thing actually really makes me question the legality of that. Um, I mean, I guess it's ultimately his decision, but there's already contracts and everything filled out for that. Uh, what about all the people whose jobs are getting tossed? Mm-hmm. I mean, we said it earlier. It's like what eleven thousand jobs. Yeah, uh, just gone like that. Good thing. That's a great way to unify people. Yeah, you just you start
3: you start off strong by just killing jobs yep yeah um, and then uh pipeliner
2: jobs Yep. At that, where there are th- those jobs are already stressful enough for for those people
3: well
4: well stressful is one part of it and, and then it's a high paid skilled job yes you don't really have a whole lot of that around here anymore I mean
3: well it created jobs for both us and Canada and it also created jobs because we started refining Oil again in the United States, like we were pumping it from Canada, Canada was selling it to us, and we were refining relying it here. relying on and overseas now, yeah, oil, which which means that we were energy, we are consuming our own energy when we weren't buying it from like OPEC or um, outside of the U.S. type thing.
2: That's why your gas prices have been so low. Yes. Yeah. Expecting yeah. which I
3: actually
0: did see them rising.
2: Yes.
4: Recently. No, I I expect because especially because like the Keystone pipeline shut down, I expect. Oh, mm. if the Keystone Pipeline... Go, well, it's already going to go through. Um, if they pass this stupid stimulus thing with the with the $15 an hour rider on it... Oh. We can um, probably
2: expect to see close to, like, Bush and Obama era gas no, high, prices. Higher than that. I'm higher than guess, that. I'm, I'm
4: guessing six or seven a gallon. Or a recession. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, it's like... Recession, inflation. National... Say the national... Oh, we'll just take a tangent on minimum wage for a second. Say the national... The minimum wage is seven fifty. I know it's, I know it's seven twenty five, but say seven fifty just to make it simple. Mm-hmm. So moving to fifteen would double that. Mm-hmm. They don't realize that everybody would be like, oh wow, I have double the money in my pocket. It's like, no, you mm-hmm. just devalued the currency. That's all you yes. did because now your two dollar now income, your loaf
2: of bread is worth ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. So basically, well, no. So if it, if it, say it costs five dollars before, it's not ten; it's twelve fifty because mm-hmm. it's a divergent right. relationship. You don't. So if minimum wage goes up, if minimum wage
3: doubles. Costs like two times, to- two and a half, three times. It not doesn't mention how much companies are willing to pay their employees. Mm-hmm. So now the two employees that they pay 750 is now they fire one of them and just to continue to pay one, and now that one guy gets more stressed because he's working a two-person job. Basically, or they
2: just fire both and automate the process. That's it, look yeah. at, I was gonna say. McDonald's, yeah, look McDonald's.
3: At, yeah, they, all the all the kiosks and everything are all they're moving
4: a touch touchscreens on because they know that this yeah. is gonna happen.
2: The burger flippers they complain they want their 15 an hour. Well. <laughs> you robot, don't know a robot what you're asking that, for. A robot can do your job better than you can, sorry. <laughs> yeah, well,
4: when I, when I taught up at the college, there was a thing where there was a team of people literally developing a machine that would flip burgers on its own. Mm-hmm. Completely automated, perfect every time. Yeah. well, you don't
2: have to pay it either. Uh,
4: well, you mean, you, just I mean have you have to pay
2: for it. You have to pay yeah, for it. pay for it. and pay the electricity, and then eventually
3: yeah, it pays, for, it pays itself. for itself.
4: Yeah, actually, believe it or not, um, they were able to get it like, perfectly working, repeatable, um, and I forget... What the meantime between failures was for it, um, but it was like five grand. Mm-hmm. It was cheap compared <laughs> to like an employee because you know I mean, like for for. A single I mean, they pay boy, more
2: than that for yeah.
3: over in, over a year at seven fifty. That's what it, I mean. Yeah. It,
2: at that point, you have no like zero skill workers anymore. You essentially pay one skilled person that knows how to work on that machinery. Well, there
4: was there was some. I mean, you had to you like, had to have yeah. somebody keeping an eye on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you could have that one person watch ten of them. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, because. You know, there could be something wrong because, like, a burger falls off or something. I mean, there's there's all those, you know, those things that to make the robot cheap, you could supplement it. But mm-hmm. that's just the same as having a manager there anyway. Um, but people don't get that altering these things and changing prices, like, it's going to make our lives better. No, it's going to make your lives mm-hmm. extremely worse because now, they're, like you said, there are no
0: zero-skill jobs. Yes. If this actually happens, I guess we'll see. I mean, I think you're right. I think that's probably what's going to happen if minimum wage doesn't get, get risen. I mean, they're...
3: You're going to see people price. losing jobs. You're going to yes. see it's going to be harder to get jobs.
0: Yeah, because a lot... It's it's simple. If you raise the minimum wage, that's more money employers have to pay to their employees. Therefore, they can only pay so many employees. Well, the, the, costs, uh, the,
4: the costs come from the product. Or the costs are taken from the employees what it costs to make the product. And they're fed into the product. Because, you know, like, the typical thing that an industry does is either a three or four times markup on something. Because that covers for the employee... Um, Whatever you pay the employee, there's roughly a 50% of what that employee costs. So say they make $10 an hour. You have another $5 an hour on top of them, roughly, in administrative costs. So that's matching their Social Security, all the payroll tax, everything on top of that. Um, and I can't remember if that factors in the actual administrative cost to to actually run an employee, like somebody managing the books for them, someone managing all the payroll and whatnot. So, so it's another 50% on top of that employee. Plus the materials cost or everything which goes up as a result of other employees costing much or so much and then all that's just forwarded onto the product because they have to have some profit for the end user and the management and CEOs and stuff like that are not going to be like oh 15 bucks an hour I guess I'll just cut my I guess mm-hmm. I'll just cut my yeah, cut down yeah. and just yeah, get the they, rest out it's they, not going to happen they don't care
2: about the bottom guy <laughs> no. So,
4: I mean that's a hell of a rank. Especially rant, the big
3: Congratulations, yeah. you played yourself. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so it's gonna make
4: everything worse for everybody. And now the pipeline on top of it's gonna make gasoline worse. It's gonna I mean I, like I said I, and not to mention how many jobs were with the pipeline? Seven thousand, something like that? No, seven I don't know the number.
2: The total pipeline jobs? I yeah. think it was closer to eleven thousand.
4: Yeah. Is that yeah. is that eleven just for the pipeline? Okay, then how many people were on the border roll that are that are
2: gone? I didn't actually... I had never read anything about the border wall, so no. I'm not informed on that subject. No,
4: so, you just take a rough guess. I mean, yeah. 15,000 people total, at least. Right. I would say that's a... I mean, it's just a total... Yeah. I mean, it's just a, that's a rough lot of, guess. That's a
2: lot of jobs.
4: A lot of high-paying that's jobs. a lot so.
2: of... And indirectly, that's a lot of families... Because yeah. you think yep. about that, almost every one of those pipeliners probably has a family back home. So you factor yeah, you in effect, oh, one man. Yeah. You
1: effectively yeah,
2: basically take those eleven thousand jobs and multiply it by four. four. Yeah. yeah, assume no. assume a wife and two kids. And, and, and
0: those jobs. aren't like your minimum wage type jobs either. Like those are those like are high paying laboring jobs, dude. All those guys buy brand
2: new thirty five hundred dually trucks. Well, you know <laughs> probably. well you know you know what the starting they make a lot of money.
4: You know the starting rate for. a proper pipe fitter is like the starting is right
2: i I'd, I'd say right. hourly what probably like 45 50 bucks an hour double that almost they're like really? a, they're
4: like 160 000 a year for a pro- really? for a proper pipe fitter yeah jeez like i i know pipe fitters 250 they clear jeez. like that they're, they're really i mean it's a skilled job that doesn't really exist
1: that my much cousin anymore. he works out in one of the offshore rigs and he probably makes crazy oh, money he makes mm-hmm. stupid money
4: yeah that's cool there's hazard pain everything built oh that. yeah
1: and then you think about also with all the, the oil petroleum based you know products that we make. So that's another side effect.
4: Like, like think like this like this is petroleum based. Yeah, the whole mm-hmm. bottom of this is petroleum, like the, petroleum based. The, the place know, yes.
1: that I used to work at, we used to make valve valve inserts, government parts, all out of polyurethane. So that entire industry is going to plummet.
4: Well, think think about like just the stuff that I do. That's all. Pl- that's all. Uh, yeah. you know. Uh, Byproducts from petroleum. I mean, the whole thing is, mm-hmm. you
3: know. I mean, at the end of the day, all of this is just to appease his base.
4: Oh, of course it yeah. is, but it's like, well, well, let's take the top end of things out. Let's let's not let's just pander to the bottom. That's that's not good. And that was, I mean, we're talking. How long was he in office when he when he started signing these? Three hours.
2: Yeah, is that day. already
4: screwing stuff up? You know? Is that day? Yep. So, um. Yeah, that was yesterday. Yes, that was this is your president
2: elect. We've got not four more not years president. of this, folks.
4: Okay, let's see what else he did on climate. Getting back to the the, the, the oh, executive orders, Paris. Yeah, so climate we're back Accords. in the Paris
2: Climate Accords. Mm,
1: Al Gore. Mm-hmm.
4: That's that's good. Good thing we're going to be tr- you know moving away from planet warming fossil fuels like coal, oil, natural gas. So I can speak really particularly the subject because I've done I've did like I published research papers on renewable energy, um, and it, I would love if we could be fully renewable. I, I, yeah, everyone would. Yeah, everyone no problem. Would. yeah absolutely. <laughs> uh, no problem
3: with that at all. Um, but being realistic. It doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. No, it's not sustainable. Not at all. At least not with the, the ones that Not with that the are, current yeah, infrastructure like that we have. S- solar or wind. None of the. Like, that stuff's great to supplement some power, sure. But it's not. You can't <sighs> run a whole. You can't, grid can't rely on, yeah. on that as a Thank whole. You. Yeah, well, see, the problem is that, like... We're
1: on the same page. Yes. <laughs> wind
4: and solar outputs are not consistent. They're, like... They're yeah. like If you look at it, it's, like, spikes, like, jagged lines throughout the day. Um, and if we look at, like, the, the consumption of, like, the United States, for instance... I mean, it's it's pretty different around the world, um, depending on country, of course, but in the United States, it's like a sine wave. You get the peak in the morning, peak in the evening. So people waking up in the morning, getting ready for work and going to work, and then you have a peak in the evening when everybody comes home and turns on all their heaters, turns on the lights, turns their stoves on, TVs, etc. Mm. And then you have a lull during the day. Um, and then it's, it's down at night. Um, every year like that, constantly, all throughout the year, it just kind of goes up and down depending on, like, up in the winter, up in the summer because heaters and air conditioners. Pretty consistent. Those lulls, you can't, you can't capture that. The only way to do it is either to um, have peak generators, which is what we have now, um, that kick in and respond to that because, like, you can't do with nuclear. Nuclear needs three days to, to output the, to properly change the output of a nuclear reactor, otherwise it turns into a bomb. Um, or you need mm. to supplement that with batteries. I
2: think I've seen that before.
4: Yeah. No, I'm, no I'm, seriously. Yeah. Um, or you need to supplement it with batteries or some type of other storage system, which batteries are way worse for the environment than burning coal. <laughs> they are. Like, look up a picture of a lithium mine and tell me if that looks yeah.
2: good. Yeah. Yeah, why don't we can just take, you know, a couple hundred thousand of these and maybe we'll be good to go. No, talk about trillions.
4: <laughs> like, the we're talking orders of hundreds of megawatts. Megawatt?
2: Maybe we my can, brain like, hurts. Yeah. Maybe oh. we can just find where real life Doc Brown resides and have him build us a flux capacitor. Okay, that sounds good. Can you get on that? Yeah, I'll get right on <laughs> that. Just go to uh, O'Reilly's really house for part <laughs> <laughs> one, two, one D. <laughs>
4: I did that once. The guy's like, "Oh, we don't have it in stock." Um, okay, Paris Climb Accords, total junk. This is in addition. Let's see here. Um, yeah, re- uh, removing the Keystone Pipeline permit. Uh, vehicle emission standards.
3: Uh, you know, does that mean our cars are gonna have to be like California cars? All right. So
1: probably I can I how know one like this that? one pretty well. So each manufacturer that like they the EPA sets out a standard for how many miles per gallon that they need every manufacturer to have an average at. So we'll say we'll shoot 25 average miles per gallon. So that requires every manufacturer to basically now would probably be. Revamp all their their engines and their everything along with their vehicles and lighten them up. Multiple you, billions yeah. of dollars yeah. worth of R and D.
2: Ford, and uh, Chrysler will have to rebuild all of their V eight
1: engines. Yeah, and, and probably not, go. Out well, of well, that's business. why they Another that's why bailout. they've all been Another reverting Another down bailout. to the smaller cylinder mm-hmm. engines because you know more, more cubes, efficient. more fuel it it, yep. it takes. Dude, there's no tra- those new trailblazers get thirty eight miles to the gallon. <laughs> That's dumb. <laughs> Actually, so there's gonna be either a massive technological advancement in, mm-hmm. in engines or everything there like everything that. is gonna be so detuned to where if you require said truck to, you know, perform certain duties, it will never meet the standard because of the of the emissions requirements, well, I think
2: they get away with that now with uh, V eight V eight engines, and I know Chrysler and GM do it. I don't know if Ford does it, but they all have the cylinder shut off in their V eight engines. do that. Yeah, yeah. Ford does it. Too. They have. So that, it, I think that's how they get away with it. S- but there's a
1: big flaw with that, with mm-hmm. you know longevity
4: of yeah. that engine. See, the yeah. problem is that a lot of people want it to switch over, they want to switch over everything to electric, and they're like, oh, because the electricity magically comes from thin air. Uh, no, 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 Sorry. <laughs> Do you know where uh, electricity comes from? Yeah, burning coal and natural gas. Was,
0: exactly. <laughs> uh,
4: see, the problem with it, um, we ac- I actually, again, did a study on this. If California wanted to switch all of their cars to, uh, to, uh, electricity, their grid would need to be, or would be able to, or would need to increase 191 times. It would need to have 191 times the capacity that it currently has. That is and impossible. They're already having blackouts. Yeah, yeah they're already having outs. tons the of blackouts. blackouts. That that is impossible. Like, I mean, like I'm not even gonna jump I mean, You literally have to, would have to take the grid and build 200 more of them. Like that is <laughs> that's not gonna happen. Yeah. And not to mention coal and natural gas everywhere. So your emissions from those will increase 200 times. It doesn't it doesn't fix the problem. Um, even now, like people are like, oh, coal plants are so bad. They're really not. They put scrubbers on the stacks to get rid of 90% of all the bad shit that comes so out of them. It's
3: like a catalytic converter. It, it is. It's exa- well, that's <laughs> exactly car. what
4: it is. Like, if you ever look at a coal plant, there's a weird box on top. That's what it is. Um. But the problem with going with regular engines is, like, a gas engine, like gasoline engine, max is, like, 35%, 40% efficient. That's why it heats up so much. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to change it. That's just a fundamental... Design of the engine, unless you completely redo the engine. Everybody put rotaries in their cars. I mean, that still gets really donut hot. machine. It gets really hot.
3: Yeah, it's the spinning Dorito lights. The
1: Doritos. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dorito. Like honestly, if if our entire economy or you know United States wanted to be smart about, it, they'd move a lot of vehicles away from gasoline and maybe move them over to diesel because diesel, though it may look dirty because you can see the particulates coming out of the exhaust. It's actually cleaner by particulates per millionth than it is any gasoline engine. Uh,
4: well, I would say I would say even skip skip a step there and go uh, to CNG. I mean, because that I mean, because natural gas does burn pretty clean, especially compared to other stuff. I mean, it just it just does. So I can burn your house without dying.
3: I mean all of this is Fine and dandy But I don't think Any of our ideas Are going to make it To the uh, tippy top Of no, this no. whole wonderful Solar freaking
1: Wind power party We're a microbe in mm-hmm. an entire Yes but Body
0: We are a dust particle Moving through the <laughs> 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 The void of space <laughs> Through the void of space I said, Yeah that's a good Comparison your for you existential crisis For you today
4: Alright we have a so he's doing the emission standards, undoing, uh, t- or undoing decisions to slash the size of several national monuments. Whatever. Okay, I don't, I, I didn't see that one. Whatever. I've never I heard of that. before. Enforcing okay. a temporary mandor, or uh, more, more morandum, moratorium. Thank you. Moratorium on whatever on on gas leases in the Arctic National Wildlife Ranges. So again, cutting more, more fuel stuff down. Um. Oh, boy. Racial and LGBT equality. Just read this word for uh, word, let's please. Let's see. Here. Mr. Biden will end <laughs> the Trump administration's 1776 commission, which released a report on Monday that historians ha- said distorted the... Or, excuse me. That historians said distorted the role of slavery in the United States, among other history. Mr. Biden also revoked Mr. Trump's executive order, limiting the ability of federal judges or federal agencies, contractors, and other institutions to
3: hold diversity and inclusion training. So, we're... Sp- so. So we're spending of your job, more money, yeah. So if you're doing a your job, we're spending time sitting and training on diversity and stuff that really shouldn't matter to anyone because who gives a shit if you're a race, gender, color, whatever? It means nothing to the job that you do. Oh, so he said he designated Susan Rice.
4: Susan Rice was, hold on, was she? Uh, she was a Obama administration, wasn't she? I'll be honest. I don't know. I don't know. She's the national security advisor. She's the one who caused Crossfire Hurricane. Mm. What's that? The one that was um, the investigation into Trump.
0: Oh. Because she
4: was with Obama. There she. Remember the last days of Obama's administration, White House meetings that were all quiet. It was her. So she's back. She's now the director of domestic policy council for
3: Joe Biden wonderful mm, interesting
0: love
3: it it's honestly his his whole council is like a freaking uh, it's like, a it's like the avengers me. of evil people <laughs> <The> D- <laughs> in all oh, yeah. honesty the D- avengers <laughs> D- D- <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the Devenger that's D- a good one the
4: Devengers so yeah but they were talking about getting rid of the 1776 commission which I don't agree with the distorted slavery I mean if they... I mean, if they're considering, like, reporting the truth about it is distorting, which I believe that's probably what's going on mm-hmm. here, uh, the 1776 Commission was supposed to, like, teach American values in schools again.
3: Yes. Of course they're getting rid of that. No, that's that's illegal.
4: Yeah, you're not allowed that's to... That's bad. America American bad.
3: exceptionalism is bad. Yes, yeah, so you
1: You cannot know. learn America's faults you and learn from it.
3: Yeah. Like, she, we something I mean I, I just want to throw this in there. something that uh, Dan Crenshaw said in his book is we can look we can look at all the the bad things that have happened in America. We'll, we can talk about the freaking um, the internment camps, we can talk about slavery, we can talk about all of that. but those are times that we have fell short of the idea of America. just because those things happen doesn't mean the idea of america is any less we are all trying to pursue this stuff and everyone fails and th- at those points w- those were failures but that doesn't mean that the whole thing is a failure and we can still work to pursue these goals in a better way it's not america is evil and we need to like apologize to everyone and all that no we learn from our mistakes and we get better because of it oh, oh, So say-
1: that's how you that's how you establish growth It's by failure.
4: Exactly, and and if you're gonna hide your mistakes instead of owing up to them, you know, and actually like learning from them, if you hide your mistakes, that's that's bad. Yeah, that's really bad. You know, Mm -hmm. otherwise you end up. That's how you get the
3: the Holocaust. I was just I was just
4: gonna say that's how you end up with. uh, what do you mean? Where, where did all the Jewish citizens in the ghettos go? Oh, don't worry
1: about it.
2: <laughs> didn't have don't that. ask those questions. You, you'll go
1: there this too. It's like you expect the, the entire United States as a whole to put blinders on and bat an eye at, you know, what we've done, good and bad, and then forget about it, and then Rebuild into a new identity that he sees fit. Well, see, I think a lot of the people really, I
4: mean, I, yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead and say a lot of the people. I think a lot of people don't understand. It's like just because you acknowledge something exists doesn't mean you have to just explicitly agree with it. Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody here at the table agrees slavery was terrible. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right, um, yeah. Without question. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> seriously, though, it's like everybody can agree it's bad, but... That doesn't mean that we don't want to hear about it and don't want to understand it so that it doesn't happen again.
1: Yeah. All right. So it's, we all know about it. So, like, generations behind us say, like, our, we ever have children. You have to teach your children this or else they ain't going to know any better. Like those, you, if you don't teach your kids that slavery is freaking bad, then they ain't going to know any better. And then they're just going to walk around and say, oh, I heard this and you know whatever and then start blasting out some obscenities, you know, and mm-hmm. then and then whenever you smack them upside the mouth for yelling said whatever, you become the bad. You're you're <laughs> that's a double whammy. You can't hit your, you can't discipline your kids even whenever they're being a shithead. So, you lose twice. That's how it be, you
4: know. Um that just goes to the old, well, I guess you called an axiom. It's like you know, those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And I think we're seeing that oh, right we now. We are absolutely seeing. Mm-hmm. It. Oh, yeah. We are
3: repeating <laughs> yes. history multiple times over. I hear you like. My selfish. favorite <laughs> thing is uh, people thinking that you can just vote out a tyrant.
2: Yes, we did <laughs> it. We <laughs> toppled a dictator yeah. by voting them out.
3: Yeah, uh, uh, the entire
2: Middle East and like communist regimes in East Asia, they you would know. like to have a word with you yeah, for yeah, thinking so something so reasons. so stupid. Do
0: yeah. you know what happens Like if you, Those people are legitimately... You're legitimately stupid you know to ha- think something like that. Do you know what happens if you raise your opinion in those communist? Nations. Yeah, you, you, are, go, you get you taken go. behind the barn and you get shot. <laughs> you go to the, you go to the forever you, camp and you get <laughs> put in a forever box. You get drug. You get drug <laughs> Welcome into, to the gulag.
4: Yeah, you get drug into the recycling bin. Yes. Just ask North. Kore- <laughs> just
0: ask North yeah. Korea about it. Yeah. What yeah. camps do you speak I, of? I
4: saw, a, I saw a report, and I don't know if this was true, but uh, if it was, it, it's either it's either a really horrible joke or it's true. So the maximum number of people in North Korea that had COVID were one at a time. Wait. Yeah. Oh! I
0: get it! I get it!
4: I saw that somewhere, I'm like, oh, that, I was like, that may be true. <laughs> but, I mean... That was dark. It was yeah. dark, yeah. Yep. But, you know, that, this is... Like, we're sitting here joking about this, but it's it's real. Alright, still executive works. There, again, are there 17 of them. Economy. Extended federal mandatory... Er, or, moratorium, excuse me. Can't read. On evictions, Uh, so... And all this other in stuff there. prolong foreclosures. Um, it's more. It's uh, extending basically like rent and. This one says payments. until the end of March. I uh, I saw, um September. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I saw September. I would, that's no. in
2: your next paragraph oh. there. There's oh, something. okay. Maybe that. Maybe it's, it looks like something about student. Loans. Oh yeah. Maybe that. student loans is until yeah. September. Okay.
4: Maybe maybe it's just that then. Like, don't. Yeah, again, don't hold me to that. But you're pushing your student loans back to September and. People are like, oh, this is great doing all this stuff, but you know, there's two sides you're Sure, the people who don't have the money to pay for it can still live in their houses.
2: But the people that own the property.
0: Yes, oh, landlords yeah. have been totally screwed this past year. Oh, wait, hold up. Scroll right with that last sentence there, on that last paragraph there. Cancel up to $50,000 oh. of student debt yeah. per Yeah, De- uh, Democrats
4: have that's pushed Mr. It, yeah. Biden to go that's further and cancel student debt. Up to $50,000 in student
0: debt. As per someone, person! Yeah,
2: and that's pro- that. This, is, this has to be like... Fe- I, I imagine this is only for federal student student aid yeah i mean it would would have to because like for like for example i don't know about you guys but like i have x amount of money in federal student aid that i have to pay off and then the rest of my tuition is through a private private student loan i was entirely on academic scholarship i must be nice when i was in college i was working 100
0: hours
4: i I was between (laughs) between school and work i was 100 hours a week and i got extra scholarships and i worked my ass off to pay for everything so Mm -hmm. i i graduated with nothing oh okay um, no, that's cool. <laughs> so, <but laughs> all that is I have been
2: taking advantage of the uh, the no student loan interest over the past year, though I've paid off a good. Chunk
4: I get, of that. I get not
1: having interest. Yeah.
2: If you I mean if they want to cut no the interest, interest, is fine, but like don't cancel my debt.
1: Yeah, well, like you ain't gonna I, learn, you know, responsibility. Work, yeah,
2: like I, I already work hard enough and pay it every month. Like I've, like, if all oh, that if would you be in vain. If you don't go to college for something stupid, you, chances are you can pay off your student debt. See, You're just I'm, a lazy moron. Instead of sitting don't. there and...
1: My sister. Yeah.
4: Instead <laughs> of sitting there and canceling debt, I would say it would be much better to say the colleges have a requirement or something to teach the students what they're signing up for. Mm-hmm. Whether that's just somebody explaining that when they, when they go to the financial aid office, having a dedicated person or something, but people are like, oh, well, I didn't know what I was signing up for. Yeah. It's like, they give and you like a 500-page
2: contract. Read it. Yes. I read and mine like four or five times. At the end of the day, you are, in this most basic form, taking out a loan. Well, if you, and when you take out a loan, you are expected to pay it off. And student loans never never go away.
1: <laughs> um, if you
2: die, your family has to deal with it.
4: Well, the thing is, people are like, well, it's not my fault. So when you sign up for these loans, you are an adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to yes. make adult decisions. <laughs> You know, I mean, you have to be 18 to sign up for one of these. So, I mean, if you choose to make a terrible
3: decision, now, unfortunately, that's it's on like you. Like getting a brand new Mustang at the age of 18 with a 27 percent interest <laughs> rate. Oh yeah, 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 I can afford it. <laughs> uh,
0: so, it's unfortunate most kids these days tend to think that going to college is everything, that college education. Going to the college paper. is a right! It's yeah. not! I yeah, don't need to go! Yeah, Raptor, you have a great job now. You love your job. <laughs> I like my job. You're doing pretty well for yourself, um, and all I you did do was
3: do went that. to the military. Yeah, I learned some stuff in the military, you know, did some some stuff for some Some, some stuff that you can't talk about. And then, uh, <laughs> then I got out. No UIT stuff. I
4: decided right. to start my own company halfway through my college <laughs> career and decided basically <laughs> don't use my degree, <laughs> but it's it's a nice small hanger. So this means join the military,
3: get a training. Uh, I won't say I, I necessarily say join the military, especially that's, now that's with this case by case basis. Yeah, of course, especially. trades are a great a great yeah, thing. trades though. trades are great. Yeah, just, yeah honestly, like if apprenticeships, I get a, apprenticeships that,
4: yeah. and trades right now. Are, I could not I could not advocate this more mm-hmm. for people, especially not only a. Do you usually get the schooling cheaper? But B, you know, those are dying things that we nope, need.
2: nobody man. needs more accountants. <laughs> yeah, there's an entire there's an entire floor of the corporate building that I work at that is just all accountants. That must be one. Of they're those, all morons. That must be one of the most horrible places in the world. They're all idiots, man. They don't I know how to see... do a single thing. Yeah, intellectuals. They they can they can you went type, to college. They can they <laughs> work their way around an Excel spreadsheet, and that's about it, man. They don't know how to do anything else. I learned how
1: to do that in like eighth grade. Dude, yeah, I'm have, actually you know, I'm
2: impressed with some stuff that they can do, but like they, dude, they have no common sense. They're idiots. <laughs> I'll
4: have you know that I think Excel is one of the greatest programs ever. It is a great program. I love, that. I love Excel. <laughs> I love
1: that program. I, I do know.
2: love Excel.
4: Next. Um. Keep going. I scroll down. Right. So, government accountability it says, following a footstep what? of some of his predecessors, Mr. Bind has established ethics rules. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Ethics, ethics rules. Oh, rule. oh, and oh, to restore, and maintain the trust in the government, ordered all of his appointees in the executive branch to sign an ethics pledge. So the ethics pledge. Um. It doesn't say it here. Um. The ethics pledge was literally like something along the lines of quote unquote maintaining the sovereignty of the judicial branch. That's seriously what it was because. Because, you know, Bill, Bill, what, what, Bill Barr, you know, he, is, he was Trump's henchman. Um, seriously, like, that's actually what it was. I just don't mention it here. Last bit. Mr. Biden issued a freeze on all new regulations put in motion by his predecessor to give uh, administrative time to evaluate which ones he wants to move forward. Uh, this is preventing zero. so-called midnight regulations, policies pushed through by a lame duck president, unconstrained by electoral considerations. Oh. He literally just ah. took a
0: shit on Trump.
4: Yeah. Oh god! I mean, unless the New York Times are no, that's pretty much what it did. Yeah. So I mean, those, like I said, excluding my little ad bits, those are the executive orders that were passed yesterday. I heard there was going to be ten more today. Oh
3: boy! I didn't see. Them. I'm no, do I, I didn't
4: see anything about the ones <laughs> today. We can do a follow up on that. Yeah. Um, yeah we'll so, cover that next week. Yeah. So those are all the executive orders. That was a long winded section. That took us almost forty minutes to get through it. Oh man. Um, man. <laughs> hey, it's okay. what is was only what?
2: section one a two.
0: Yeah. Content. Find <laughs> <laughs> my content.
4: Um. The thing that happened today, right before the, right before our pre-show, I was looking. Um, I got a thing on my phone, a little blip that uh, was a notification that Parlor lost its bid to Amazon to have its services restored. Parlor's white supremacy. Yes. So,
0: fill me in on that.
4: Um, I mean, it's it's straight, just straight up. It's like they, the judge is like, no. You're not allowed to... They were suing Amazon, I believe. Because, because Amazon
3: canceled their service. And they had a contract and they had, on the service. Yeah, and it was like an antitrust agreement. Ooh. Like, it was a trust agreement, basically. And the judge threw it out. Yep. Which is complete bumhole. Mm-hmm. Wow. Bum wow. Hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That because they were saying... Yeah. Like, we talked about it on Wikipedia. On the Wikipedia page with uh saying that they're anti-Semitic or whatever yeah, yeah. and they're like claiming that Parlor is all of these like evil hate groups or whatever it, that's where they're going so we was
2: really just a bunch of people that got zucked off of Facebook and for did speaking it and, and they changed it
1: they yeah. changed so, it so we were yeah
4: yeah we were we were looking at that um, last week we were uh live we were looking at Parlor um and um yeah, you see Parlor judge refuses to reinstate Parlor after Amazon shut it down um so let's see what so
3: they'll is. have to find a new hosting oh, yeah. service or host their own stuff. So yeah, like last week we. Oh, they put it back. Uh, uh, it put oh, back.
0: what the heck! All right, so uh, last week we looked at Parlor's Wikipedia page and they had a part of a series in anti-Semitism with a Star of David that says Jude in it that, that the Jews got in the uh, concentration camps. And well, they're couple... saying
3: that the, they're saying Parlor is anti-Semitic. Yeah, it's what related I... to that. But uh, here's my thing. I don't understand why. Like, I feel like the left throws anti-Semitism out like like it's candy, like it's candy to (laughs) random people to random things that Mm -hmm. like have
1: absolutely nothing to do with it. They probably don't understand. They don't even know terminology behind.
2: They don't know what anti-Semitism is. Yeah, that's what. (laughs)
3: So the word Hitler is so was, much better, but... You Hitler
2: was an anti-Semite by saying the Jews are the reason
3: that we lost the war. Yeah. That's anti-Semitism. I've never heard anyone say anything bad about the Jews, ever. No, I mean... Quite honestly.
4: Again, it's like, who... Really, who cares what your religion is? Their yeah. history's
2: scapegoat, honestly. Yeah. Oh, man. Like... <laughs> yeah. But it's like... It's, it's unf- like, I, I hate... Like, that. I, that could have been a poor choice of words for me, but like you read... No, I mean, that sums it up. It's really history's scapegoat to blame the Jews or use the Jews for something, which is terrible, and shouldn't do that, but... Yeah, something
4: else popped up here on January 21st, 2021, today. Today? Uh, the chairwoman of the House Oversight and Reform Committee, Carolyn Maloney, which, I don't know if you guys know who that is. No. Big sad... Uh, called for an FBI probe into parlor, including its role in the twenty twenty one storming of the United States Capitol.
0: Oh god Maloney oh.
4: stated her committee intends to open an investigation into parlor.
3: So basically <sighs> it's a social media platform that people utilized to like form groups and because Facebook banned them for like aneg- anecdotal or like stuff that doesn't even matter. <laughs> And <laughs> they got banned, so they're using a different app. And now, because all of these people have found like basically a refugee camp in this other social media app, now they're going after them because these people can't have a safe place to talk. These and you see, we can't it,
1: monitor them. You mm-hmm.
3: see it in uh, in culture all the time, or and you just look at like Twitter or fa- Facebook, and you talk to someone who is left leaning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the inspect element feature
2: in Chrome. Yeah. Oh, uh,
4: but I mean, I mean that's basically so they're so they're wanting to start an investigation into um, into Parlor because again, it's like somebody hides I mean, like if they, okay, so if that's what they want to do, and they feel that that is proper for them to do that. Then they should uh, they should start an investigation into Twitter for um, all the Antifa shit. Oh, absolutely! (laughs) Yeah, like
3: it's a complete double standard, and it's just hilarious to freaking even like none of it even makes me mad anymore. It's honestly just continues to prove my point. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, so I mean, that's just today alone. Um, we
4: can we can just do like the recap on twenty, you know, twenty twenty to twenty twenty one, like. This is still all getting into why you should prepare for stuff. Oh yeah, well, that is the whole <laughs> topic the, of the podcast. That's the whole yes, topic. Man, yeah, do to, to another
3: podcast. Yes.
4: <laughs> but you know, just a real brief 2020-2021 recap. Um, culture war. Describe it in one say one word or like you know one phrase. Culture war. You know, we've had this mm. big escalating culture war for the last year. oh well, yeah, the
3: culture war has been going on since like. At least the '60s, oh, if course. not before. Yeah,
4: but it's really escalated. It's toned well,
3: down, and it's come to the point where it's blatant and in your face. Like it's been going on under the scenes. Like you can talk about it in the early th- 2000s whenever everyone started talking about political correctness and stuff, and then it's slowly like come up and come up, and now it's like in your face. And now they're telling like they're basically people are are telling you that the things that are wrong are the things that are right, which. Captain Is, America said it best. Yeah. <laughs> Not okay. Like we're living in a dystopia. Yes. <laughs> we're close to it. That's why.
4: Um,
2: ah, I see.
3: But that
4: yeah, state. yeah. I mean that—that's <laughs> that. Um, and you know, all that comes to your head with the with the, called the Capitol protest again, for lack of better words, and then immediately after social media blackout. That's like that's like the big thing. Everybody's like, because everybody before was like, no. Nah, no, it doesn't affect me. I don't care. It doesn't affect me. I don't care. Boomer. It doesn't affect <laughs> yes. me. Oh, yes. why is my Facebook gone? Is that... Oh, we had, this, we had this question. Last time. Do you consider yourself woken up to this? Do you consider yourself based?
2: Yes. I will what? explain... What made what you? F- I will explain what flipped the switch in my head to make me become based, if you will. Nice. Um. <laughs> so... I was having a friendly conversation with a few people that I work with, and also, this is not their direct opinion, but how they look at things. They're basically okay with essentially being told to show your papers that you have a COVID vaccine to go places. And so when I said that's not okay, that infringes upon your constitutional rights, they said well, we're so far advanced from the co- from the colonial days that, like, that really doesn't even matter anymore. And I'm like...
3: Excuse me, what? I'm like,
2: excuse me? I'm no. like, so you're just basically okay with when you want to go to a Pirates game, they go, show me your papers, so show me your have... COVID card. You're okay with that. <laughs> even that's, on top of that. Welcome. welcome. So, like, so we have German no limiting principles.
3: Yes. So all the limiting principles that are set up in the Constitution to limit the power of government yes. to give power to the people and stuff like that all none of that matters to which i immediately
2: to it. which i immediately basically go back to my desk and my head is about to explode and i'm like raptor <laughs> <laughs> buddy there's a the switch in my head it flipped
0: <laughs> now you- i
2: understood everything that you guys were talking about before but now i really understand. How, how long
0: ago what did this happen this was like this week. This, week. <laughs> yeah, this, okay. was, this was
2: not that long. This either. was the, this was this week. This it, was Monday, actually. I believe.
0: Okay, so to like. What a way to start your week, right? So to give, <laughs>
2: um, and I, I, these guys I work with, I, I do like these guys that I work with. We have good conversations about things all the time. I I don't like get hostile with them or anything, but it's that's some it's something that opened my eyes. Well, see,
4: well, can you sit back and reflect on it and be like, before it's like, wow, I really should be, I should have paid more attention to this. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's the transition I wanted to make and why I brought that up cuz there that was your wake up call. Yes. That was your We moment. literally
1: talked about this last week.
4: That's
2: this is the example because that's like where there's a generational divide there because they're all like in their 30s, I'm in my mid 20s. Like you start to kind of like I'm sorry, Blackbeard. <laughs> There's a lot of boomers that kind of like just go with the with the flow of like, oh right, I'll just I'll just follow their lead. It's okay, Blackbeard, sorry, you're Blackbeard. Not a boomer. You're not a, you're not yeah, a you're, boomer. you're you're an being exception, loosed, dude. Yeah, you're not being looped in with the rest. You almost them. a boomer. <laughs> the, <laughs> yes. the stereotypical did. boomers where they're like, oh, I just. I think you said you said it in a couple oh, a couple of I go to work, and I come
0: home, and I shoot the wife and kids, and I drink my and beer I'll and watch, watch the, the
2: sports ball, <laughs> and then I pretend that nothing happened, around.
3: Oh, I, I get angry my. at the TV for a few hours, and I go sleep, and I go work again. I got my koozie <laughs> <laughs> and my twelve gauge. But but
4: seriously, like you know, that's a big that's a big problem, and like on.
3: Negligence. We, negligence. Yeah, absolutely. We, we were talking about this earlier. It doesn't
2: matter because it doesn't affect me directly. Yeah, we know some people yes. that are in our immediate yes. group of people that yes. are like that.
4: Yes. That we don't know if there's hope. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, so that's, that's that. like I said, that was your wake-up call. That's what we're trying to get people to understand is like, you may not, you, you might think, oh, all well, these people are cracked, they're crazy. It's like, no. No, no, not, that's not at all. We're trying to get you to understand that, you know, like there's a lot of bad stuff happening, for lack of better words, and you need to pay attention to it.
2: Yeah. And I was actually having another conversation today with our CIO because he, he was at the building today, and we were just making small talk. We were talking about what's going on. And uh, I, like, made, like, the mention, because we were on the subject of this. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, kind of, I'm, like, in the process now of, like, building a three-day bug-out kit. And he said, you know, Five years ago, I would think you're crazy. In <laughs> today, it, in like this current climate, I totally understand. <laughs>
3: you know, well, that's what my that's yeah even what uh, my dad said because my dad had has basically been kind of saying the same thing to his friends for a majority of his life, and his one friend messaged him the other day and he was like, you know, I always thought you were crazy a lot of the times whenever you talk about
1: stuff, but everything that you said is coming true right now. <laughs> All right, it's it goes like. I'm sure we've all had we we've all been labeled some sort of crazy, crazy. Some yeah, as yeah crazy. you know, yeah. I uh, was along it, I the lines throughout extremist. the years. But now everybody's like, <laughs> "What do I get? <laughs> what do I do?" It's like you know, yeah. it's like it's if like, you ever seen the movie Tremors, Burt Gummer, he's like. Doing the best I can with what I got and they're like who who they call whenever, you know, stuff's hitting the fan. Mm-hmm. They call Burt Gummer, dude. So <laughs> like that, that we are the Burt Gummers yeah. of today's age. Like
2: Just as good.
1: <laughs> I, w- I will
0: say on Twitter I'm, I'm really glad you're here telling that story because for, you know, some of our listeners, like you're just passing on that story of like your wake up call. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time in our friend group over the past year, you kind of like acknowledged what was going on, but didn't really think too much about it. Yeah, you and passively acknowledged. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. But now, I get,
2: I get what you guys were always talking about. I just didn't want to be involved with. Well, because well, it was more, it was more. Now about, it's it, like a, a. Yeah. Well, it's the. It doesn't affect me. Exactly. So I don't worry about a thing. Yeah. Now you like.
4: Now you realize and it's like, oh, this is right here, yeah. right in front of me. You know, yes. staring you right in the face.
2: That's what I've been trying to say. It's like, mm-hmm. it's right hey, there in front of you. A lot of you were just so blind to
3: see. It's wearing they camo. It. They, yes. They're
4: afraid to see it. Yes, is what it is. Yes, I know a lot of people. Well, like it's that. just
3: easier to ignore. Yes, and they, like why? Why ignore, do you, why get worked up or why do all of this stuff? whenever you could just simply ignore it and i mean it goes could, away it doesn't go away <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like a college project and you're yes. it goes away They're like it oh this is do procrastinating it, <laughs> it
4: goes away or
3: you go away <laughs> this is due
2: at midnight and it's eleven <laughs> fifty-nine. So, so th- so there's your wake-up call google it, made me uh, to help you nice uh, what that was that was nice Big yeah. brother,
0: it's listening. Mm, that's on Do
4: Not Disturb, too. Hmm, might, <laughs> might have to set, Might have to take that and send it outside. We're just going <laughs> to
0: cut this bit right here and throw that in the bloopers tab no, for we'll just, later. I'll just leave it. Screw it. <laughs> um, but, you know. Content. Content,
4: yeah. Seriously, that transitions to a wake-up call. And what we're learning from that is, you know, we're pretty much on our own. You know, I mean, we may have support of, like, local... Stuff like local people, like you know, we have the local police force, um uh, local police force and stuff, and that might be it because, like, you know, all, like as, especially with like the parlor stuff, we're seeing you know on a national or you know some cases state level, like there we don't the courts and stuff don't have our back on this stuff, so no. we gotta because they're all corrupted. For la- I mean, for I'm la- fairly <laughs>
3: certain that the courts are fair pretty corrupt. Cause, yeah, I mean, you look at, you you look at the the thing that was brought up with Parler specifically. It's a pretty clear it's cut. Just case. like so so <laughs> basically, they had a contract. Amazon violated the contract for anecdotal reasons at best, and Parler sues them, and then somehow Parler loses. It, it makes zero sense to me. Like, where's the? the there's no justice there. Yeah, but, honestly. Um. So that. So that's why
4: I was saying. Um. Like, we're on our own. Um. I. have been keeping using the phrase "wake up, stack up." You know, wake up, get ready, because, in in, not ready for. I. don't mean ready in the sense like get ready. Arm conflict. Go out right now. Be ready. As in like, know what you have to do if the conflict.
1: Comes to, to you. Strategy. You gotta have a plan. Gotta have a strategy.
4: Yeah, and and well, like we said in our not last podcast, but the previous podcast, the first step in that is preparing your mindset. So now we're finally getting we're on, mindset. Yeah, we're finally getting to the the mm. meat and potatoes of this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Almost so an hour <laughs> into it,
1: after this yeah. is gonna be uh, this is this is what you've been waiting for. So. Yeah. So uh,
0: nearly an hour after of current events and everything going on. We're now tying into what can we
3: do. We may want to make this a second podcast. <laughs> we may want to just upload two. Uh, maybe. We'll, like I so said, we'll see how the we'll runtime goes, goes on. Yeah. it. Yeah, because
4: I mean, we can do because like we can do like an hour and a half podcast, and I won't be. That's that's a, that's pushing yeah. it.
0: Mm-hmm. We'll be good on that. I
4: think so. Yeah. All so, right. So we'll, I will. Run it. I will.
3: You know, absolve or whatever it's called. I will leave this to you because you're the expert in this. All right. So mindset we talked a little bit about it um and two podcasts ago whenever we were first talking about it but i kind of wanted to break it down even further into a into basically it's kind of the way i i think and i'd like i don't want everyone to think like me that's not the intent the intent is to make everyone kind of look through different lenses in order to um develop a better view of the world so the first thing i want to start with is a quote from uh dan crenshaw and his book uh, fortitude and this is what he called uh, the american ethos so i'll read that the american ethos goes like this i will not quit in the face of danger or pain or self-doubt i will not justify the easier path before me i decide that all of my actions not just some matter every small task is a contribution towards a higher purpose Every day is taken with a sense of duty to better, or to be better than I was yesterday. Even in the smallest ways, I seek out hardship. I do not run from pain, but embrace it, because I derive strength from my suffering. I confront the inevitable trials of life with a smile. I plan to keep my head, to be still, when chaos overwhelms me. I will tell the story of my failures and hardships as a victor, not a victim. I will be grateful. Millions who have gone before me have suffered too much, fought too hard, and have been blessed with far too little for me to squander this life. So I won't. My purpose will be to uphold and protect the spirit of our great republic, knowing that the values we hold dear can be preserved only by a strong people. I will do my part. I will live with fortitude. And like I said, that's from Dan Crenshaw, his book Fortitude, uh, Resilience in the Age of Resilience in the Age of Outrage. Add that one to cart. <laughs> um, it's it's a great book, not gonna lie. Um, but the reason I wanted to read that was because in his book, and this that kind of sums up the majority or basically all of the main points of his book. But it's about creating a stronger person. How do you become stronger? Well, we can start by stop victimizing yourself like take start taking responsibility seek out like things that are hard things that are scary things that stuff stuff that you don't think that you're capable of doing do them don't don't just say oh i can't do that oh i'm scared to do that oh i don't want to do that no put yourself out of your comfort zone seek out those things that will that are harder for you to do or whatever and do them which at the end of the day like for instance, I went skydiving, and so did did, uh, Slapshot. I didn't do that, I mean, I wanted to do that not because, like, I I wanted it to, I guess, I guess it's hard to explain, because I'm not really scared, per se, but um, I did
2: it. You want to and push then, yourself, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I
3: you, did it, and then told him I did it, and he was jealous, so he wanted to. I try have, to be have better been than wanting me. to do it, regardless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. It's about pushing yourself. It's about putting yourself in uncomfortable situations, and uh, like the, for instance, there's this uh, cool YouTube channel, who they they are lefties, but I like their message is seek discomfort or uh, yes theory. If you've ever seen them on uh, YouTube, but yeah, they, I've heard of them. They do a lot of like cool just taking people out of their comfort zone you said they're a um, left-leaning platform they're I mean, they're not really political but, they're but not, they they're not they, political but they lean they, that they way. yeah they okay. did post something uh that was pro-biden but regardless you'll see a lot of that yeah. so
2: it's really kind of like whatever
3: but i i just thought or i think that their whole thing is cool when they go out and seek discomfort and they do things that are hard and uh, like for instance the one there's like this ice dude and they go out and this ice dude just lives in ice he, he wears nothing on his feet he's he's shirtless sitting in, in like an igloo and they go live with him and live like him for that but you you do these things to push yourself to to suffer you are it is as dan explains in his book purposeful suffering whenever you join the military and go to basic training or you go like in his instance with seal team stuff is you are suffering in those like basic training environments or whatever for a purpose. What is that purpose? To make you a stronger individual. And I I think a lot of that like people nowadays are just like pushing
1: away suffering or they're they're trying they're to hide it with how they are living now. And there's no I feel like if you don't go outside of that comfort zone, then you don't know what discomfort is. And if you don't know what discomfort then is, you then, then you're constantly not growing. Yeah. And
0: you're never going to be exactly what you can't You'll you, never, you'll be, never be, a, be able to handle it. You'll never be a better
2: person
1: if you don't push yourself. Well, you don't know what, if you don't know it, unless you walk through life, you know, you can't walk through life on eggshells because then, you know, you'll never, If unless you crack one, you're never going to know what it's like to, to deal with it.
3: It also gives you perspective um i think that's the most important part there yeah. and it's that's huge because for instance i have a friend um who lived in iraq and uh he is a ba- bit i'm not going to go into his story but his struggle story going up through life is the absolute pinnacle of struggle and this dude is the nicest the like most down-to-earth dude that i have ever freaking met and i love him to freaking death he's a great dude but this guy has suffered much more than anyone that i have ever met in my entire life i totally believe that growing up in a country such as
0: iraq going through modern day war yeah i, I could i could con- imagine con- constantly i mean can you at least touch on like maybe one thing that he uh, told you
3: he may actually listen to this and so i don't really know how much not? yeah i don't okay, know how all right, much i get that that's private. fair yeah uh from he a, was
2: a cool dude to talk to
0: from a first world perspective something that a lot of us might be able to relate relate to um, I think we should all maybe talk about something that you looked uh, fear in the face and got over it maybe Uh, one of my examples is is I had a core requirement to fulfill with my university, it was my religion requirement, I didn't want to take a religion class so for whatever reason public speaking was a class that would fulfill that core requirement, so I'm just like well i'm afraid of public speaking that was literally like my only fear and i'm like iffy with needles but besides the point i'm just like i'm gonna take a public speaking class so literally did it in front of a giant uh, hall of 250 students including myself and i had to public speak three times during the course of the semester and i thought speak public speaking in like high school was hard no like holy hell that 250 <laughs> kids <laughs> in, a, well, in a college hall yeah,
2: that's hard so public like, speaking was was tough for me too because that was a required class where i went yeah and you know I what i hated public speaking but yeah uh, like so did i and i you after know, you go through that class you learn you learn you basically you get more comfortable with it because you right. learn who those people are but now i could also go in front of like a room of like 15 to 20 people i can only do it to like small groups at this point but I could confidently go up to the front of a room and room teach a and class, start something like a te- yeah, I can like I could I could teach I could teach a class or I could just start talking about a subject, no but, problem whatsoever. See, I, I think
4: that was it. For, I, I mean, public speaking course I think was was probably it for me because I was, I mean, you guys know you guys have known me for a long time. Remember, I, mean, I used to be super introverted, not mm. talk to people and <laughs> stuff. And then just one day, I literally um like you said, you look in the face and I I just got tired of it. I'm like I'm like this is stupid. Why why am I like this? So I started teaching classes. Um, it was college by that point, so I started teaching classes, and then um, we started to get into the business stuff and whatnot, um, and talking with, you know, like, it came down to, it's like, we're sitting there and talking to people, and it's like, oh, hey, how's it going, it's like, yeah, yeah, this guy here is the guy that's in charge of the entire, like, school, and like, this whole region full stuff, you're like, is he really, and then you start (laughs) meeting people from, like, Congress, and then you start meeting people, um, you know, that are, like, Oh yeah, that, that guy's hand you just shook there. He's worth like he's worth like fifty million dollars, and it's like holy crap. And you need to start getting these really important people, and like you said, you just get used to it. Um, I'm good with big groups. Like I can talk in front of five hundred people. Mm-hmm. Like the last presentation, the most recent presentation I did for my company was in front of a room with like at least five hundred people, probably over two hundred million dollars worth of people there, and just talk to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're there to listen yeah. to
2: you. It's at the at the end of the day, yeah at the end of the day they're listening to you they're there to listen to what you have to talk to so you may as well just just
4: start talking I was at the point of almost even doing TED and stuff Mm -hmm. like actual legitimate TEDx talks like that's pretty crazy you know to go from being an introvert and not talking in front of 5 people and starting to get uncomfortable with it
0: to that. So like that's that's a big step. Th- the point is is like I could have
2: it at the end of the day too. <laughs> I could
0: have turtled and just took a catholicism class in my school and just accepted it, learned about it and just got the requirement out of way. but no. I saw public speaking on the list. I'm just like, "You know what? I'm going to get over this fear." I pushed myself out of my comfort zone to force myself to get over it because I knew at the end of the day I wasn't going to be dead. And I'm just, that's literally exactly yeah. what I thought. Whenever I was signing up for that class, I'm just like, what is the absolute worst thing that could happen? I stutter a little bit in front of some people I don't know. You make know. yourself look like a goon. Some basically. people might get a chuckle here or there. Okay. I yeah. mean, it's
1: not like no one
0: like screws up when they're yeah.
1: speaking, right? Lots well, of win for you both ways, honestly. I, th- I think if you take a little bit of lightheartedness to, to into the entire situation, like at least with public speaking. You know, that, that it's, is, a, it's a win because, you know, that just allows you to crawl out of your shell a little bit. Like, it's okay. Mm. Right. Is, and it's, yeah.
0: it's a great leadership skill to have. And on top of that, I was conquering a fe- somewhat of a fear that I had before. Be- just because I pushed myself out of my comfort zone.
4: Well, like you said, the comic relief, that is 100% one of the best tricks to public speaking. You go up, you crack, small joke. Yeah. Um, oh, it just lets everyone mm-hmm. just wind up. It, 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 yeah. it breaks the ice. Everybody winds down and everything is easy from that. So, yep. like, when I, go and, when I go up and talk, especially if there's big crowds of people... You crack a you crack a joke or you make a like you just make a funny statement or something uh, that's just generic, um and like don't go up and say something edgy, <laughs> right, right, right. But uh you you just crack on, a you joke yeah yeah you crack a joke and then uh you know you get the the good crowd response and then it just goes from there. That's, that's
1: case in point, easy easy like terrible. mine was like way more like I don't know personal I guess you want if you want to put it into words like that yeah, but like before i enlisted into the army i was kind of a fat kid you know i i weighed 215 pounds and i didn't know what to do i just knew out that you know from a very young age i was like yep i'm going to the army because my pap was in the army so i was like i don't know what to do and literally i was so scared of like looking at myself in the mirror because i knew like the road that I was about to embark on was going to be a hard one. Yeah, I knew it was going energy. to be such an uphill battle for me just because of my physical performance. So, literally, I decided one day, just out of nowhere, I'm just going to go for a run. And then I just told myself that every day, every day, just go for a run. Went for, I ran for five miles every day for like three months. And I dropped all the way down to 150 pounds. And then I went... And that was honestly the scariest thing because I was like, "Oh, I'm just not good enough. I can't do that. Like, I'm not." Good. Oh yeah, I did. That. You know, you know what I you're mean. Like, like I'm if...
2: gonna, you're like, I'm gonna pass out. I'm gonna have a heart well, attack. Well, the way Something I looked at is it is happen. like, Dies, no matter how yeah. hard I
1: run, or how hard I work, <laughs> the weight, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna drop this weight, and I'm never gonna be able to be the the soldier I wanted to be. Well, I surpassed my expectations just because I took that leap of faith of my own personal self-conscious. Boundary, yeah. Yeah, boundary, yeah. yeah. I was like, you know, just, just run. Was, just do it. Was that you
3: put up for yourself? No one else put them up there. You did.
1: Yeah, and, like, I set goals. Like, it got to... It was, like, it. the early stages, it was really hard for me to run because, I mean, I played soccer and everything, but that's sprinting. Yeah, mm-hmm. This wasn't, like, long-distance running. And, literally, I the road I ran on, I had telephone poles. I would be like, all right, let's make this telephone pole. Yeah. All right, so the next that's telephone one, yeah. pole. And I did that. And small victories create large victories. And that's exactly what had happened. And after I came to a big realization, like, okay, I just completed a tax that most people are, have like this extreme fear of. Or have never done in their or life. Or have never done. Yeah. I've never tried. Never
3: ran five miles. Ew. Yeah.
1: And I was like, now I'm running my mile, or, you know, in 637, I was like, I'm actually doing really well. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, now, from this point on, anything I want to do, I'm just going to do it. Just jump right in. Mm-hmm. like. That's,
4: Head first. That's that's the best advice I've always given to people. Is like when you go to do something, don't think, don't think. Well, I might be able to do this. Just know that you can just, do it. Jump just in. Do yeah, literally like like exactly yeah. What I do. I just. I don't because, think
1: about. I don't want con- to do. I don't wanna say I don't think about consequences, but I don't think about the negative impacts that it could possibly. You know Lay upon me You know I just do it So
4: you don't catastrophize You don't sit there And you're like Oh well this is gonna be this way But I mean You have to sit there And acknowledge it Like yeah I'm gonna jump off This building without A parachute. Like no Don't do that of course well, like, You <laughs> gotta <laughs> think about no, it like, Be realistic Be realistic about it You well, know it's like
1: some You know You died More thought behind it But you know Say you know the <laughs> button Jumping out of an airplane, you know, okay, I'm going to go do it. Don't think about anything bad that could possibly happen. I didn't think
3: it, literally, whenever we went to go jump out of the airplane... The only thing, I didn't think anything bad the whole time. I was just like, alright, I'm getting on the plane, I'm getting on the plane, I'm getting on the plane. The only time that I, I, I wouldn't even say I got scared, I was just like, oh shit, this is a real one ever. <laughs> our one buddy, a skyscraper whenever he was on here, whenever he went out the plate first, I was like, whoop. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There he <laughs> <goes>. <laughs> see, I'd really, have to, I'd really. A long have to, time away, goodbye. I'd, I'd
4: have to really think about that because I have like super, high. I do not do very oh, well. Yeah. Here, here see, think of it I, this way. Like, yeah, the guy,
0: so you don't, do not have any other option other than a tandem jump, which Means you're attached to somebody. You just fall. So on your think own. of it this way. No, yeah, no, no. Think of it this way. The person you're strapped to he
2: doesn't. He wants to live, more, wants than than live more than you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we I guess, so. But it's not. That's that's why why it's, it's
3: the quick release for you just. <laughs> to bring it back, it's about. <laughs> yeah, let's bring it all back. Doing something like all of those things for everyone that we have talked about was you did something hard, but it doesn't just stop there. Continue to seek out discomfort, seek out suffering. Continue to Strategic suffering for the mo- basically, yeah. Break uh, barriers, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. To to better yourselves in, in whatever situation. I'm to the point where, I'll I'll try anything once, at least. Heroin. No, <laughs> because we're, we'll talk about that jumping out of a, off a building without a parachute thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean really. <relief. laughs> but yeah, you want. And and that's that's how you become a stronger person. That's how you stop victimizing yourself. You it helps you gain perspective from other people who may be suffering something that you had suffered before, or a type of suffering that you've never ex- experienced, but you can relate it. You can empathize with it, and s- use it to similarly equate it to what you've done before.
1: But you you build hard. strong core characteristics of yourself. Yeah.
3: There's also there's also an element in
4: like especially if you put yourself in a situation that you can't back out of that's forcing you to like challenge yourself you will you will succeed there's no safety net there for lack of better words you will succeed that's just how it works because you're going to do everything you can to succeed because that's your only
3: option yeah mm-hmm. it, ma- it makes you work harder or like even uh whenever we were in the army and i went to like the soldier of the quarter board um it was like i didn't i mean i had a choice that i they asked me if i want to do it and i said yeah um but then it took on all the studying and all the stuff and losing was not an option to me because they had asked me to do it. And this was my opportunity because I was in AIT and, um, I honestly hated my life. in AIT. (laughs) Like if you ever go to AIT, it's not a fun time, at least for the, my experience wasn't great, but, um, I was getting mad because, um, basically I was getting in trouble for stuff that everyone else was doing it was really uh, demoralizing to me because I was trying my best to do the right thing and do the, all that and it, I just felt like it was never seen until someone actually did see it and they, they specifically it was literally after a formation that uh, we got done getting yelled at and we were all standing outside and it had a like all just standing there for at least like 15-20 minutes just standing there because that's what they make you do um, and I saw one of the platoon sergeants and the first sergeant talking. I saw the platoon sergeant look at me, and I was like, "Oh God, <laughs> what? <What's laughs> me? What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> I am dead." <laughs> they, they went to talk some more, whatever. And this platoon sergeant came up to me. He was like, "Do you want to do the soldier quarter? I was like, "Yeah." So <laughs> I got to study. I got uh, well, I got to basically take some time by myself to study and do all that stuff. Uh, and then I went to the board and I won. Uh, And then I went to another board after that. Uh, I got second place, but regardless, and going into boards is crazy because you get like, it's probably similar to public speaking. You get that like butterflies in your chest and you're super nervous and is it like all top brass in that room? Oh yeah, it's all uh, sergeant majors and stuff like that. And this guy has stars on his (laughs) shoulders. And sometimes they'll come in and they will put the chair sideways or and they'll sometimes you sit sideways then that's not a good thing <laughs> you pick up the chair you put it right and you sit down correctly type thing uh, but it's all all of that stuff is done to measure your confidence um confidence is king and no matter what and so you just need to be confident you don't have to be outwardly confident necessarily but you just need to be because you also want to be humble but um confident keep, in your ability keep cool when you're on scan your i think is the phrase yeah. right and with
0: confidence comes practice. Practicing will lead to more confidence. in certain things, yes. I, some would things, say, but some, so, I mean sometimes things things you just, just
3: have to get over
4: a fear.
0: Yeah. And sometimes you're just naturally good at something. Yeah You know, I was still like very well afraid of public speaking until I, I did it more, and with a new promotion at work that I got, I will have to speak to my group of employees every single morning, so of, like at least 10 people. So, I mean, that's just proof in the pudding that, like, my public speaking class that I stared dead in the face and, like, you know what? I'm not going to die from taking this class. That is going to help me with my new role here So, my current job.
4: So what if you took the public speaking class, walked up there to speak, and you were so worked up that you had a
0: heart attack and actually died? So you actually died from the class. I'm going to Google that and see if anyone has <laughs> actually ever died public speaking before.
2: <laughs>
4: Besides,
3: like... Public speaking won't kill you, except that guy. <laughs> uh, except that one guy. God forbid. So the next thing I want to touch on in terms of... Uh... Mindset? Well, d- another thing Dan Crenshaw said in his book is uh, hero archetypes. Um, mm-hmm. Which is I something that, honestly, out of that whole book that was the only... Or one of the big things that resonated with me was pick people they don't have to be real they don't they can be real uh people or things to emulate so for me and for the majority of my military career it was captain america i wanted to emulate captain america i i loved being equated to captain america because i in my eyes he the his image which is a perfect image it is something to strive towards. You will never achieve it. But striving towards that goal and holding myself to that standard made me a better person.
1: You emulated everything that you wanted to be, he, that you wanted to transpire yeah. to be.
3: So, so I mean, you can do it with Captain America. You can pick and choose like different personality traits from different people and stuff. And it's honestly like systematic uh, plagiarizing or whatever into <laughs> yourself. You're basically you're picking the the personality traits and the stuff that you like and that you want to emulate and then you just you hold yourself to that standard. creating
2: a custom character yeah you, you, just, <laughs> you hold yourself to the
3: stand like i read these books and i i get other people's perspectives because i want to be like these people and it's not in a sense that i'm not happy with myself no i just you look m- up to them i look up to them and i want to emulate that that's growth that, that, that is, is
1: self-growth that yeah
4: anybody like you guys that took the public speaking courses and i just know this intrinsically that that is like one of the key things they say like if you're if you're lacking confidence in yourself just emulate how one of your favorite public speakers acts on stage like try mm-hmm. to mimic their body movements and stuff because they're comfortable about it It'd be fluid you know yeah that's like a that's like a go-to trick who are the,
0: who are some of your people that you look up to then
4: uh, like like real people of course like uh, like i said i always look up to Elon Musk cuz the guy's insane he's like <laughs> he's a he's a great guy
0: <laughs> he just, is insane
4: the Joe Rogan podcast is like we it's like we made flamethrowers <laughs> don't buy this i told people don't buy this how <laughs> many did you sell 20,000 <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's nothing there's nothing i could do i told them not to buy this <laughs> But Five minutes into the podcast, <laughs> is already off the rails. <laughs> it was specifically not a flamethrower. <laughs> but seriously, like, you look up a at people that you... Flamethrowers <laughs> 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 <That laughs> are destructive devices. Oh, well, he said he called it not a flamethrower because it was really hard to get past exports. So. <laughs> um, but, you know, you look up to people that you really, you know, you really admire... Is be- lack of a better word and you try to emulate that because you know you obviously picked out characteristics of that person or people or whatever that you really desire or you that are really you really appreciate and you try to emulate that so that you have those characteristics Yeah, no. I think it's not I mean like you said that's your archetypes like is, which, is your archetype like you said Captain America that's a pretty damn good one Um, you know is your archetype like nobility like you said like in, like intouchable perfectness to, to, of a person
3: or in your sense or mine, it's like, mad science, like, I, I would love to have a giant laser <laughs> cannon. But seriously. Well, I mean, you, not even just that, but Elon Musk is a great person to look up to because of how hard he's worked to get to where he's, he is. How hard he still works, yeah. you know? And he doesn't to care
0: what people think about him.
3: No. <laughs> so, I mean, these are all things that you can, and I, I, th- I really don't think a lot of people do this. Or at least uh, not, not a, a lot of people. That was my whole list. The last one's the best. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <do> yes. <laughs> um,
0: I'm sorry, who, who's that last person on your list of people you look up to? W- if you engage in our Discord, you <laughs> can ask You me. can ask Oh, okay. All right. Cliffhanger. No, not just a cliffhanger, but a shameless plug. <laughs> we right. do have a Discord, by the way. You should uh, check us out. Link in the description to join us. Discord,
3: Instagram, check us out on...
4: We don't post yet on Instagram, for.
3: but we're getting we're there. We're going to
4: get there. <laughs> There's a profile. Our <laughs> website, com. Everything's linked on there. And if you don't like how our website looks, dial us in Discord. Yeah, please, like, rip on us. We'd
3: like that. We need friends to talk <laughs> to. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I had to throw that shameless
4: plug-in. Yeah. That was pretty um, good. <laughs> but I
3: don't. I really don't think that a lot of people do this or hold themselves to any kind of standard. or um, They don't hold themselves accountable to a particular, like, or less. They just kind of go through
4: life. 10% or less of people, I would say, do that. Uh, Because I think, like we we were saying earlier, what we say,
3: 85% to 90% of people are just effectively on autopilot. Yeah, like I personally, in the group, uh, and it's probably not who you think I'm talking about, but um, there's one person in particular that has no limiting principle whatsoever. Like his limiting principle is bouncing stuff off the group, but he doesn't even listen to it the majority of the time. Um, I'm pretty sure I know. Yeah. Who, I'm actually pretty sure but I know who that is. I think it's important to, like, the reason that we are the way we are and is because, or at least me, the reason I am the way I am, I hold myself accountable. If I get something wrong, sure, I might bite my tongue and I'm I'm mad and I'm angry. Um, okay, that's who I thought it was. Um, but I'll still admit that I'm wrong. Like if I'm actually wrong, I will admit that I'm wrong. If, it takes it takes
0: a lot of the person to actually admit they're wrong, and those who do admit when they are wrong are seen as a a more, oh, what's the word? Idol. I don't want to say idol, but people look up to those who they're admit, humble. Yes. I mean they're
3: they're willing to accept that they failed. They've mm-hmm. like like in Dan Sen. Uh, I uh, I will tell the stories of my failures and hardships as a victor not a victim just because I'm wrong doesn't mean that I'm a victim and I'm going to use it. So I got that wrong once now so now I'm going to use that and next time whenever it comes to something that I'm making a statement about I'm going to make sure that I'm as researched on it as I possibly can so then I can make a good um, argument or whatever so how could you so
4: this is something be hard for me to explain so like, how do you not accept like openly accept your failures like i don't understand how people don't do that. like because if something happens and i screw up i'm like oh wow that's 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 my fault it's like especially if it's like especially if it's like i screw something that yeah. it cost money it's like oh my oh my goodness how can i make this right yeah you screw something up at work you're like oh god so if i do yeah I, <laughs> I do that yeah. at work all the time if I screw something up at work, I have to tell my boss. Yeah, you know what you can do, and the my Raptor? my boss isn't such a good guy, because otherwise I'm in a mirror and I have to talk to myself. <laughs> yeah,
2: raptor, <laughs> yeah, raptor, whenever you
0: screw up something doing high-T, you can just hit the back
2: button... Not necessarily. No, Not necessarily Or I, I don't do enough. You can, can totally just take down a live production environment. With I, the, I without, have like, yeah. with the click of a button. I have nuked
4: something on accident before. You ever bump yeah. into a button on a server and shut it off on accident? No. I did that once. I did. I hit something <laughs> or like a. You're, you may be more relatable. You ever pull a cable out on accident? Yes. I do that
2: like the one time I was doing. It, you're I, in the switch and you trace you trace the wrong wire yeah. and suddenly you screwed something. somebody over. Yeah, I did it once and I
4: unplugged <laughs> it. I'm like looking I'm like.
2: I look at the back and the light's still blinking i'm like hmm
4: you see the other one not blinking oh yeah. no like, oh no yeah, oh, no. yeah.
3: <laughs> i had we had to actually I, I ran into that problem the other day uh, whenever i was uh whenever they had to come and search for me with the super secret squirrel stuff but I, what i was actually doing <laughs> was i was completely moving a whole network into a different room uh which was moving servers switches all that and uh whenever we got to the end it's kind of similar whenever you get to the end of a project and you still have uh some uh, pieces left <laughs> and you're just like hmm, these probably went somewhere but i'm not sure where well we had i had one cable left that uh because we marked all the cables in the ports that they were supposed to go into yeah and this something was already plugged into that port and i just had a cable that was left and i was like well, well, just plugging it out for the best. <laughs> <laughs> so da- data center wiring is so stressful. Yeah, and that, and lo and behold, the next day I come in, the whole network is fine. Everything is great except one person. It was that one. <laughs> guy. It was that one. Yeah. Guy. Um, was it like a managed switch? Oh uh, no. Oh, oh yeah, what? they're all managed. That's that's yeah. why. Yeah, because each port. Yes. Yeah, yeah, VLANs and all that jazz. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Moving forward. But where was I even going with that? Oh, um, taking accountability of yourself and being able to, like, whenever I'm at work, if I mess up, or I, maybe there's times where I don't do as much work as I should, or, like, I did something half-assed, basically. Yeah. And then I do it, and then my boss calls me on it, and I'm like, yeah, I know, I did this. Um, I planned on doing it, but at the time, I just didn't, and it won't happen again, basically. And it doesn't happen again, because... I go up to it, yeah. Yeah, because maybe at the time I'm being complacent and I, I don't really realize what I'm doing or I'm just like, Oh, I'll just do it tomorrow or whatever and it comes back, well then next time whenever that happens I'll make sure that I do it right the first time.
0: Make sure you pay me more next no <laughs> No, don't do that <laughs> Maybe if you paid me more I'd do my job correctly. <laughs> That's but how it taking works.
3: accountability of yourself, understanding that we are human, we do mess up, um, but being able to learn from those mess ups. Um so that that would be just holding yourself accountable and hold, finding something to look at as a uh, as a hero, basically hero archetype. Well, there's a the saying around it's learning. Learning has an expense. Whether that's
4: dignity, because sometimes you sometimes you know you have like you do something wrong yeah. and it's like it's on you, or oh wow, I just toasted a fifty thousand dollar server. That's gone. <laughs> um, what do you mean you spilled water on it? Or like that one that you
3: had. The one time, yeah, it's oh, like the pine Saw. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. What? And some janitor dumped pine Saw on a server. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! That, or they were storing pine Saw on top of a server. Like you, you don't.
4: <laughs> it's it, not it, smart. You don't. It doesn't come back after that. No. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> it's <what? toasted>. But <laughs> <It's> toast. <laughs> but as I said, learning has an expense. I think that I think that sums it up. You know.
3: And so fault. You know, where do you go with this then? Next. Uh, so that's like stuff to build you up, basically, as a person. Um, and this is if you kind of want to take it a step further because you can utilize all of this stuff that we just talked about to help other people to lead other people Um, and that's where we talk about leadership principles and a lot some people say leaders are born some people say they're bred I think it's a mix of both I think some people are just naturally good leaders me personally I wasn't a naturally I don't think I was a naturally born leader Um, I think that um something or basically so in high school i was in jrtc and um through JROTC, and it took me a while to figure it out but something that i learned that i really enjoyed was helping people and helping people in a sense of like helping them achieve their own goals type thing like pushing themselves i wanted to help like push people like because i didn't have anyone really in the back of my head or someone like on the sidelines screaming like yeah keep going or, like, push yourself, all that. I never really had that. But I found that I really enjoyed doing that for other people. Um, so in see, I found out that I wanted to be a leader. Um, so the reason that I actually ended up joining the Army, like, a lot of people have, oh, I wanted to serve my country or, oh, I wanted to do this or that or I did it for college or whatever. The reason I joined the military was because... I wanted to be a leader.
4: You wanted to enhance or increase your leadership ability. Yeah, because like you, I'm one of those people who thinks that you're either born a leader or you're not. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that you immediately show your leadership characteristics. But I think, like in your circumstance and I, mine as well, I think that you're you're born with it. You have it, but you have to find it.
2: Yeah, it's I like mean, a spark that you have to ignite. Yeah, to get
4: it, it, well, see, for me, and it's it's hard to explain, but like, I can't say anything else other than like an epiphany. Like it kind of happens. That happens to me a lot actually. Like that moment that just like you said that spark that click yeah. and you're like, oh, that's how that works. Yeah.
3: So and I that's just what I wanted to do. So that's my whole reason for even joining the military was because I wanted to be a leader. And throughout my journey through the military, I've seen a lot of what like what makes a good leader, what makes a bad leader, at least to me, and then I can apply that to some of the other outside sources that I've, like, read books, Jocko Willink, um, people like that, but, um, so, an example, or at least to me, what makes a good leader is somebody who is able to adjust their leadership style based on who they're leading,
4: Oh, of course, that's like number. That's like number one. You get to know the people that you're that you're leading,
3: and like you said, you adjust accordingly. Uh, yeah, and th- there's something. Uh, I had a lot of leaders who thought there was only one way to lead, and that's be a dick. And nobody wants to be around that leader. No, that's a, that's a manager. Eventually, not a leader. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, I mean, it may work at first, like being scary and yelling at people and being a dick all the time. Does not make you a leader. That just makes you a dick. And people will listen to you for a little bit, but eventually people will stop listening to, people will stop respecting you, and you, you, you've you spent all of your leadership capital as, jo- I don't know, do you, you listen to Jocko a lot, don't you? Yes, sir. Uh, he talks something about uh, leadership
1: capital, which is where you're basically... gain. Uh, you have a cap and you have this much to use, yeah. and if you don't use it correctly, then you've Overexceeded your your limit, yeah, your limit, and then and nobody, no people, then you're not getting any production out of the, out of the people that you're leading. Yeah, that makes um,
4: that makes sense. Uh, I never I've never heard that him use that phrase before.
3: Like I've never listened to him enough yeah. to hear that phrase, but that makes complete sense. So you basically spend all of your leadership capital outright, and uh, now everyone just sees you as a dick manager, and nobody wants to talk to you. Um, another thing. So instead of doing that, we are adjusting our leadership styles to um, best facilitate growth within your subordinates meaning so if we use the example of blackbeard uh he him he needs a leader that isn't going to yell at him isn't going to treat him like a piece of crap he works he responds better to positive reinforcement so therefore i'm going to adjust my leadership strategy to um use positive reinforcement whenever he does something right and if he does something wrong instead of yelling at him working it out with him looking at what he did wrong and figuring out and then we can like adjust that so now we don't have that problem anymore my feelings (laughs) We don't (laughs) want to hurt blackbeard's feelings uh but that you have to basically because everyone's a, a person every like if you're a leader if you're a subordinate everyone is a person everyone has feelings everyone has like a they go home they come to work and they may be a complete different person at work or maybe they don't care about work or whatever it is but you have to adjust the way that you help that person go because at the end of the day if you take care of that person and i tend to fall into the servant leader category where i take care of my people as best as i can the most that i can because i know because if i do that then my subordinates will take care of me so I don't have to worry about what they're doing as long as I'm keep taking care of them, making sure they're scored away, making sure they need they have everything that they need to succeed. Those are completely different types of leaders. And, and just me thinking back in my head, the people that have been the
4: leadership above me that have acted that way have been some of the best people and the most people that I look up to, period. Mm-hmm. I think everybody can agree with that one.
2: Yeah. The best leaders don't need to micromanage their people.
1: Yeah, I've, I've, well, That's a different thing. That's true, though. Mm-hmm. I think there's many different variants of... Leadership, even like the way yeah. that you're talking about it, but there's de- definitely different variants of how people achieve that same goal. Yeah, t- what, like they, they do the same thing because I can already tell because I lead way differently but achieve the same goal. Yeah, while doing the same thing, but I do it way differently than mm-hmm. you do, like then I can see you doing it. Uh, I know in my work atmosphere, I'm a little bit more. In your face, yeah. up, up front, you know, yep. yeah, aggressive, but there's a, definitely a sense of understanding. Like I understand, you're yeah, reading every, the group. You read, uh, the, oh.
3: you know, you know your group, so therefore you can act a certain way and, yeah. and uh, influence people a certain way. Because I
1: influence using my own energy, like because Slapshot and our other manager have, I guess, noticed it. Like it brought, they brought it up to me today or yesterday that whenever I'm not around or if I'm all sideways or whatever everybody else sort of feeds off of that energy so like as of lately I've kind of been you know changing things up trying to keep my my cool because I take that to heart yeah cuz if I if I get any sense that anybody's like looking up to me like I automatically have to like Adjust. Yeah, like,
3: yeah, yeah. Leadership your button you're,
1: gets switched yeah. on, and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, these guys automatically are looking to me for something, so I have to emulate and be the best person there. Yeah.
4: Well, you're a naturally high energy person, and you're pretty extroverted, so that's kind of what leads to that because you know your energy builds off of other people's energy. That's, well, a lot of that's a lot of the time, is.
3: extroverts uh, end up being like de facto leaders.
4: That in, in pretty much any circumstance I can think of, that's true.
3: For and I'll use. All right, basis. you're
1: gonna have to elaborate on that because big words.
3: De facto that's... meaning like default, like like, like de fact yeah
4: de facto default is like de facto free. it's it's Latin for like me, if what, you get the it, facts like yeah. that's the truth. If of it.
3: there's so we're all here and some like we're at a, a game show or whatever and some guys like you have to get this task done and you most of the time the first person that speaks. Or that says like, "Hey, let's start doing something." Everybody looks at me. You up, are saying. the leader now. You have because you spoke first. You have made yourself a leader, and at least in our group for a long time, I would say that there's one person in particular that was the leader because he was the most extroverted, like de facto cool, like type stuff that everyone wanted to emulate. So he be was the leader, um, and then from there, like, I, I would not say I'm the leader of the group, but. Um, there's definitely, like I've found myself more into a role where I'm comfortable leading and I uh, seriously enjoy leading. Um, with what Blackbeard said, he has a completely different way of, uh, leading and you just kind of have to read the group and figure out how to do that. But some, some basic things that you should think about whenever you are leading, so you can utilize leadership principles as a way to also bolster yourself to make to make you a better person a stronger person one that other people can potentially look up to um, so how I mean how does this tie into your daily life you can use the this like the the American ethos thing the hero archetype you can tie all of that into everything that you do every single day whether that be doing the dishes at home whether that be how you work and stuff like that all it can all be tied into that. Um, just how you go about living your life. If you live your life to a certain standard and try to emulate that standard, then I think that you will perpetuate, you will pr- propel yourself forward in life. It should be pretty obvious part. how it applies. Because like yeah. you sit there and
4: you can think of all these different leadership scenarios and stuff that just like come up. And if it's not obvious how these apply, I mean, not saying that you have to be the person in that situation, but if it's not obvious how this affects people, then maybe... Maybe you should wake up. Yeah. Refer to wake
1: up section. Being someone of that kind of statue, I guess, like, I mean, you're going to, that's like very radioactive and contagious for other people. Mm -hmm. So you, you live your, your life at this, at a a high standard. We'll say a high standard because I definitely hold myself to an extremely high standard. And, that will radiate to other people and they will want to achieve that same set of goals and do the same thing. And, There's else. <laughs> And live like that. <laughs> so, you perceive yourself as a, as a good leader and other people see that. Eventually, at some point, they're going to... Take initiative in their own life and, and even in their own in, in their own actions, and start doing things not the way that you do it, but in a way that fulfills their needs of growth. Yeah, you're influencing them for the most part. Um,
3: and how does this apply to being prepared? Well, this is the stepping stone. This is the the bottom pillar. The very lowest thing that you should that needs to be completed before you start getting gear before you start getting into all the nitty gritty of like oh what scope should I put on my forehead (laughs) whatever all of that stuff (laughs) the first thing you need to make sure that you are a strong person at a minimum you have to be a strong person you have to be able to be resilient to some stress some suffering some change um, and you need to be able to adapt and know how to adapt and feel comfortable adapting to adapting to things that are hard that become hard change is the biggest one i think a lot of people are gonna have a hard time
4: with right now especially with a lot of people that have been complacent in their life of oh it doesn't affect me yeah. i think change is the biggest thing i think like for you in mm-hmm. particular i think that was like your big thing it was, like you had your yes. schedule set you had your your you know your go to work your stuff after work your whole schedule set and then the, yes the moment the change you know start moving that around, start paying attention to shit a bit more. I think that's the biggest hurdle for people is like, oh, I don't want to pay attention to this because it takes too much effort or or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and they have to change. Well, last night
2: last night when I got home at like 9 o'clock, I'm like, all right, I got a couple hours before I got to go to bed. Well, I'll try, I'll try for the first time doing some dry fire exercises. Just, just to throw, like to throw that in there, just yeah. to have something more to do to prepare myself.
4: Without your T Rex arms holster, yes. T Rex is not sponsor.
2: <laughs> yeah, T Rex
3: doesn't sponsor people. Well,
4: yeah, like for I wrote, everything. Lucas, if you're <laughs> listening. <laughs>
3: sure.
1: but, seri- but seriously though, just boom. I wrote down some like kind of core characteristics that I think you should try and put into yourself or expect out of other people. Uh, you can't expect anything. Well, I think that you know these are characteristics that people Should look for. Want to emulate? Yeah. yeah, that you know that if you have these characteristics, you're going to want these peop- the people to have the similar characteristics because they're going to kind of accommodate what you already have mm-hmm. and make those already sets, you know, characteristics stronger. Uh, so that you want some. Driven, resilient, focused. They want you want them to be able to adapt. They want them to be a good team player, team ability, self-accountable, trustworthy, uh, dependable, and have a, a more high moral compass. Like always taking the moral high road. Like those are just some small you know, characteristics that I want in myself and in other people. Yeah.
4: I mean, that seems like that's
3: pretty inclusive, you know, in the truth, so. So, I think with that, that kind of ties everything together. Going forward, we can now talk about um, strategies and tactics and gear and helmets and all, all the, the stuff. jazz. But at a baseline, <laughs> and and this is up. probably the most important thing Scopes. that you'll learn. And we'll, we can definitely talk more about this if the, you want to learn more about it. But um Tune into our Discord. Yeah, you can tell yeah, feel free to ask <laughs> me any questions you, you want or stuff like that. But yeah. I think uh with that we have a Discord. <laughs> we also have YouTube. You can listen to this on any podcast platforms that you want.
0: Yeah, we're uh, on Apple Podcasts. If you feel like using Apple, uh we have Spotify, uh if well, Anchor you, FM. If you check our website, there's a little thing that integrated it that
4: I integrated into the website. That pulls up our newest episode. You can listen to it at right the
0: website.
3: Mm. That's cool. Fantasy. Isn't that
0: cool? Yeah, That's cool. All right, so we got that
3: going for us as well. Also, have an Instagram. Uh, feel free to follow us. What do you want to see on that? You want to? Do you want to see gear? Do you want to see us uh, posting whenever the podcasts are coming up? Like, what do you want to? What do you want to see? You can go to wevaliantfew.com. dot um, That'll actually give you the links to everything that we are a part of. Um, and yeah, we can go from there. Uh, Do you guys have anything else to add? Uh, no, I think we're good there. Stay vigilant, my friends.
4: Ah, Oh, I like that. Do the thing.
3: We're looking at you.